Hello? 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 Yes, this is MCO. Hello? This is MCO. Hello? Hello? This is another MCO in transmission. This is the Vimalakirti Nirdesha Sutra, the advice of the layman Vimalakirti. Chapter 8 The Way of the Buddha. At that time, Manjushri asked Vimalakirti, How do bodhisattvas enter the way of the Buddha? Vimalakirti said, If bodhisattvas practice where there is no way, this is to enter the way of the Buddha. Manjushri again asked, How do bodhisattvas practice where there is no way? Vimalakirti replied, saying, If bodhisattvas commit the five interminable offenses, yet are without the affliction of hatred, arrive in a hell realm without the defilement of transgression, are reborn as animals without faults such as ignorance and conceit, arrive as hungry ghosts, yet are replete with merit, and practice ways within the realms of form and formlessness without considering it a victory. If they appear to act desirously, free of all defiling attachments, appear to act angry towards all sentient beings, without there being animosity, and appear to act ignorantly and confused, yet use wisdom to discipline their minds, if they appear to act greedily, yet relinquish both interior and exterior existence without begrudging the body or life, if they appear to be transgressive, yet peacefully abide in pure precepts so that even the slightest fault is considered something to be greatly feared, if they appear to act hatefully, yet constantly practice patient tolerance, if they appear to be lazy, yet diligently cultivate merit, appear to act scatterbrained, yet are ever mindfully attentive, appear to be ignorant, yet penetrate both mundane and transcendent wisdom, appear to be flattering and fake, yet with excellent skillful means that are in accord with the meaning of all the sutras, appear to be arrogant, yet are like bridges for sentient beings, appear to behave with all the afflictions, yet have ever pure minds, appear to become maras, yet heed the wisdom of the Buddha, not following another teaching, appear to become shravakas, yet explain dharma not heard before for sentient beings, appear to become pratekya buddhas, yet accomplish the great compassion and teach sentient beings, appear to become poor, yet have the jewel hand of inexhaustible merit, appear to become maimed or crippled, yet become self-adorned with all of the auspicious characteristics, appear to become lowly, yet are born within the lineage of the Buddhas, replete with all merit, appear to become feeble and ugly, yet have the body of Vishnu, which all sentient beings enjoy seeing. They appear to become old and sick, yet have eternally cut off the root of illness and transcended the fear of death. They appear to have wealth, yet only observe impermanence, truly without any desire. They appear to have spouses and lovers, yet are ever free from the filth of the mire of the five desires. They manifest as mute and dumb, yet 
accomplish great eloquence and Durrani retention power without error. They appear to be false crossings, yet are proper crossings by delivering all sentient beings. They manifest entering all destinies, yet cut off their conditionality. They manifest entering nirvana, yet without cutting off birth and death. Manjushri, Bodhisattvas able to practice where there is no way like this, this is to enter the way of the Buddha. At this, Vimalakirti asked Manjushri, What are the seeds of the thus come one? Manjushri said, Having a body is a seed. Ignorance and desire are seeds. Attraction, aversion, and confusion, the three poisons are seeds. The four inversions are seeds. The five aggregates are seeds. The six entrances are seeds. The seven bases of consciousness are seeds. The eight ignoble dharmas are seeds. The nine bases of the afflictions are seeds. The ten non-virtuous ways are seeds. Essentially speaking, the sixty-two erroneous views and each of the afflictions are all the seeds of Buddhahood. Vimalakirti replied, Which is to say what? Manjushri replied, saying, One who enters correct understanding, seeing the unconditioned, they are unable to attain the mind of Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi, just as the dry land on a high plateau will not give rise to a lotus flower, a flower that grows in the mud and the mire of low-lying places. Like this, those who enter correct understanding, seeing the unconditioned, are forever unable to give rise to Buddha Dharma. It is only within the mud of the afflictions that sentient beings give rise to Buddha Dharma. It is also like planting a seed in the air. It will never germinate. Only in manure-rich earth can it sprout and flourish. Like this, one who enters the unconditioned correct understanding will not give rise to Buddha Dharma. It is only when one brings forth the view of themselves as being like Mount Meru that they are able to generate the intention to achieve the mind of Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi and give rise to Buddha Dharma. For this reason, you should know, each of the afflictions are the seeds of the thus come one. It is just like not going to the depths of the ocean. You will be unable to attain priceless jeweled pearls. Like this, if you do not enter the great sea of the afflictions, then you will be unable to attain any jewels of wisdom. At that time, Mahakashyapa sighed and said, Excellent, excellent Manjushri! These words aptly explain. Indeed, as you have said, the field of troublesome dust is the seed of the thus come one. Now we are no longer able to bear generating the mind of Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi. Even those who commit the five interminable offenses could generate such a mind towards the Buddha Dharma. However, we now will forever never be able to generate bodhicitta. 
just like someone with impaired faculties, unable to benefit from the five sense pleasures. Like this, we Shravakas, who have cut off all fetters, are without any benefit, though being among all the Buddha Dharma, and will never have a will to do so. For this reason, Manjushri, the ordinary person, has a response to Buddha Dharma, yet the Shravakas are without a response. How is it so? An ordinary person hears the Buddha Dharma, and they are able to give rise to an unsurpassable mind of enlightenment, without cutting off the three jewels. Even if a Shravaka spent their entire life hearing about the dharmas of Buddhas, the powers, the fearlessnesses, they would be forever unable to generate a thought of unsurpassable enlightenment. Then, among the assembly, a bodhisattva called Sarva Rupa Samdarshana, universally manifesting form body, asked Vimalakirti, Kulapati, father, mother, spouse and child, kinfolk and acquaintances, messengers and friends, who are they? Your attendants and servants, your elephants and horses, carriages and vehicles, where are they all? To which Vimalakirti replied in verse saying, Perfect wisdom is the mother of bodhisattvas, skillful means is the father. Of those who guide and teach, none are not born of these. Dharma joy is their spouse, loving kindness and compassion their daughters. A virtuous mind and sincerity are their sons, and ultimate emptiness is their home. Their disciples are the gathering of troublesome dust, converted into following their thoughts. The thirty-seven aids to the way are their teacher friends. Only by them do they achieve correct awakening. Liberating dharmas are their group, the four means of unification, their backup singers, who sing songs of praise of the dharma, in this way making their music. In the garden of their memory is a grove of dharma with no outflows, where pure, sublime flowers of the enlightened mind fruit liberation and wisdom. Pools of the eight liberations filled with tranquil waters of concentration, scattered with flowers of the seven purities, are where the stainless person bathes. Their elephants and horses are racing the five powers. The great vehicle is their carriage, steering them with single-mindedness. They roam the eight correct roads. The thirty-two perfected characteristics are their adorned physique, the eighty good signs, their looks. A sense of shame is their upper garment, a profound mind, their flower mala. Their wealth is the seven treasures which they bestow by teaching the taste of breathing, cultivating practice as has been explained, and transferring it for the great benefit. The four dhyanas are their bed, from which they perform right livelihood. Hearing much, their wisdom increases by the sound of their own enlightenment.
Their food is the sweet dew of the Dharma, the flavor of liberation, their drink. A pure mind is their bathing tub, and they use the precepts as perfume. Thwarting the bandits of the afflictions, with invincible courage, they subjugate the hordes of Mara and set their banner of victory upon the site of enlightenment. Though knowing there is no arising and ceasing, in order to demonstrate that, they are born, manifesting throughout all countries, like the sun, nowhere not being seen, making offerings throughout the ten directions to immeasurable millions of Tathagatas, between all Buddhas and their own bodies, they do not perceive there being a single difference. Through knowing that all Buddha lands and all sentient beings are empty, they constantly cultivate the purification of lands, teaching and transforming all kinds of beings. All the various types of sentient beings, their shapes, sounds, and behaviors, the fearless bodhisattva in a single mind moment manifests them all. Enlightened to the activities of the hordes of Mara, they appear to go along with their practices. By the knowledge of virtuous, skillful means, they are able to manifest according to their mind. Or they appear to get old, get sick, and die, in order to mature all kinds of beings. Performing such comprehension of illusory transformations, penetrating without obstruction or manifesting as the culpa-ending fire in which heaven and earth are entirely incinerated, to all beings with the perception of permanence, making presently clear the knowledge of impermanence. Incalculable millions of sentient beings all come inquiring of the Bodhisattva, at the same time arriving at their home, being transformed to the way of the Buddha, Classics and books, forbidden spells and magical arts, works and crafts and all the arts, they manifest the practice of all these activities for the benefit of all kinds of beings. Of all the world's dharmic ways, in all of them, they leave home in order to liberate people from delusion and not fall into erroneous views. Or they become gods of the sun or moon, Brahma kings or world leaders, or at times they become earth or water, or further becoming wind or fire. When there are epidemics in the middle of a kalpa, they become medicinal plants, which, if someone takes them, eliminates all illness and poisons. When there is a famine in the middle of a kalpa, they make of their bodies food and drink, first saving people from hunger and thirst, then telling them about the Dharma. When there are armed soldiers in the middle of a kalpa, they give rise to a mind of loving kindness towards them, transforming all sentient beings to abide in the stage of non-contention. If there are great armies standing with equal power, bodhisattvas manifest being awesome, subjugating them and imposing peace. To every land and nation, anywhere there are hell realms, they journey to those places and endeavor to alleviate the suffering there. To every land and nation where beasts devour each other, 
they manifest being born everywhere in order to be of benefit to all. They demonstrate experiencing the five desires, yet also appear to practice dhyana meditation, causing Mara's mind to become confused, unable to be in control. A lotus flower, born in fire, is indeed rare to find. To practice dhyana within desire is as rare as this. Or they appear as prostitutes, drawing out those who enjoy beauty, first catching them with the hook of desire, then later having them enter the way of the Buddha. Or they manifest as a village master or the leader of craftsmen, national teacher, great minister, providing benefit to all sentient beings. For all those in poverty, they manifest as inexhaustible treasuries so as to encourage and guide them, causing them all to generate bodhicitta. For those with a mind conceited by self, they appear as great warriors, decimating all pretensions, causing them to abide in the unsurpassable way. To those gathered in fear, they stand before them to shield and comfort, first by giving them fearlessness, then later causing them to generate a mind of the way. Or they manifest transcending lustful desire, as immortals of the five powers, they open and guide all kinds of beings, causing them to abide in precepts, patient tolerance, and loving-kindness. Seeing those in need of assistance, they manifest as servants, by delighting their minds by their capabilities. It makes them generate a mind of the way. In accord with the needs of others, they attain entry to the way of the Buddha, by the power of their virtuous, skillful means, all are provided with sufficiency. Like this, the ways are immeasurable, practiced without boundaries, wisdom without limits, ferrying to liberation incalculable sentient beings. Suppose each of the Buddhas, throughout immeasurable billions of kalpas, praised their virtue. They can never do so completely. Who, upon hearing dharma like this, does not generate bodhicitta? Who but those that are not even human, the confused and the ignorant? <laughs>